You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hello, I'm Marquis Laughlin. Jesus gave us the most valuable insider trading information ever. He revealed exactly what he wants us to be doing when he returns in the form of a riddle that he told his disciples. Do you know the answer? It's the wise and faithful servant. Well, we're going to take a look at that picture, that scene from the future in the Bible. Some people ask, well, why do you look at the Bible uh, for information on the future? The Bible happens to be the most accurate information on the future available to mankind. The Bible has predicted thousands of things ahead of time, thousands of years ahead of times often, um, that cannot be explained by mere statistics or odds. God is indeed in control. He controls the past, the present, and the future. And he's proved it by giving us the Bible, the scriptures, the only source for 100% accurate information on the future. Nothing can be compared. Nothing is even close. That's why we look at the scriptures. And today, we're looking at this scene, the wise and faithful servant. Now, uh, it's from Matthew chapter 24, and it may be the most important information available to believers about the future. Jesus has just been asked by his disciples about the end of the age in his return. He responds by describing the same sequence of events found in the book of Daniel, This sequence of events is also recorded in Luke chapter 21 and in Mark chapter 13. Paul teaches it in his letters to the Thessalonians about the end times. And of course, it's repeated again in the book of Revelation. So it is indeed for believers, for God's servants, for his church, not just Israel as some believe or teach. Now, here is the sequence of events. One, false Christs and deception two, wars and rumors of wars, three, famines and pestilences or plagues, and then four, there's a great falling away of believers from the faith and betrayal. Then five, the abomination of desolation and martyrdom. And of course, uh, six is martyrdom, so seven is the signs in the sky of Jesus' return, and then his angels being sent to gather his elect from the four corners of the earth. So there are your seven things that happen, uh, ending with Christ returning for his servants. Uh, and the, they're repeated several places in Scripture, and that's really what we want to hold on to as believers as uh, it's obviously the most important thing that Jesus taught, and it's repeated several times over and over, including by Paul uh, to the Thessalonians, the church in Thessalonica, and then three of the four Gospels. So very important, critical information, a basic timeline. Uh, That's the best chart or graph that I've ever seen because it's strictly biblical and it's sequential. So um, that is what we want to hold on to. But then 
to wrap all of this teaching up, and remember, this is the second longest teaching that Jesus gave his disciples. Uh, so it's obviously important, and he gave it to them right before he was going to the cross, days before that. He concludes it, <clears throat> he wraps it up with a riddle, which is what we're discussing today. He asks his disciples, who then is the wise and faithful servant whom his masters put in charge of his servants to give them their food at the proper time? It would be good for that servant if his master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will set him over all his possessions. Then he goes on to share two parables that illustrate what it will be like for two different groups, the wise and the foolish virgins, or the wicked servant and the faithful servant. But before we answer this riddle, let's give a word for our sponsors. Um, LastDaysOvercomer.org. I'm a director of this nonprofit group of believers, and our mission is to prepare the church for Christ's return. We produce uh, how to prepare for the last days conferences nationwide. They are focused on what Jesus told us to be doing when he returns, the plays that we should be running, as it were, as we see there's little time left. So if you're worried about the spiritual state of your church, your family, or friends because you don't see them focused on Jesus' return, or you see that they've been taught something that you know is false, or maybe you sense a need to prepare yourself and to prepare others for the most important day in human history, Jesus' return, then visit our website at lastdaysovercomer.org to get more information, find out where our next conference will be. And uh, remember all of the conferences, no matter where they are, they're live streamed. You can purchase the live stream. You can make that a Bible study, uh, have a party over at your house, invite friends, relatives, uh, family, and uh, get their questions answers. We have four Q&A sessions uh, during each conference. They're one-day conferences all on Saturdays, um, and they're just great for people, regardless of where you are in your study of the end times or eschatology, how deep you are in it, how much you you know. There are going to be questions you haven't heard the answers to um, that you need desperately. So we encourage you to be a part of that. Um, you can also get more episodes of Future Scene at the website lastdaysovercomers.org. Okay, let's get back to our scene. The scene is Jesus sitting on the Mount of Olives with his disciples a few days before he goes to trial and he's crucified. Um, and they ask him a question. They ask him uh, in response to a comment he makes. He looks out. They're looking at. The, uh, they're on the Mount of Olives, so they're looking at the temple. And <clears throat> the disciples remark, "How gorgeous! Isn't this amazing? This, this our, our great temple, isn't it nice?" And Jesus says something to the effect of, uh, "You see all these things. Uh, you're impressed with them, but they're all going to be torn down. Not one stone is going to be left on another." And they're like, what? Because they're expecting Jesus to uh, rule and reign as opposed to go to the cross. They're really thinking the messianic age has come. Jesus is coming to uh, uh, <clears throat> rescue us from the Romans and rule and reign Jerusalem. And he he's stating the opposite, that uh, these are this whole temple is going to be torn down. And they're like, well, wait a minute, when is that going to happen? And what will be the, the sign of your coming? When are you going to come then? And when is 
the end of the age? When is the, we know that there's a new age coming in. So they're totally confused about the timeline. So he gives them the answer uh, of all of that sequence of events that I, uh, that I just told you. Those seven things are going to happen first. And then he is going to return to gather his elect in his church. And then he wraps up that teaching with this riddle which the disciples would have immediately understood. So I'll read the riddle part. Here's what he says after he tells them all of the things that are going to happen uh, up to and including his return. He says, Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions And his disciples would have known that he was speaking of Joseph. Joseph is the answer to the riddle. Remember, Joseph was uh, sold by his brothers into slavery, falsely accused of rape by Potiphar's wife, imprisoned and forgotten. But he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams and then was put in charge of all Egypt to prepare them for the seven years of famine that, that he knew God was bringing. Now, just like Joseph, we know that God is going to send at least one famine. The scriptures tell us they predict that the two witnesses will shut up the sky so that it doesn't rain for three and a half years. That is going to produce a severe famine worldwide. Also, the third seal in the book of Revelation mentions hyperinflation for food. Very interesting. Um, you know, basically, uh, the the third seal describes the idea of going to McDonald's and instead of getting a Happy Meal for five or six dollars, you're paying a hundred dollars. You're paying a, a day's wages for one meal. So uh, that is super hyperinflation and brought about by famine. So interesting, interesting. Uh, many uh, uh, of the, the saints are pictured in Revelation uh, that, that have come out of the Great Tribulation. They're reminded, uh, John is reminded when he sees the group that they are not going to hunger or thirst any longer. Uh, they're homeless. They're, the sun's beating on them. They're not going to experience any of that shortage uh, where they're going, and they're reminded of that. So it's uh, uh, something that people, godly people are going to have to persevere through. And Jesus is saying that you know, if you know this, these hard times are coming, you should be like Joseph and prepare uh, and prepare to be a blessing to your brothers and sisters uh, in the midst of that hard time. Now, uh, believers are going to be in great need. And many of them will lose everything because of their faith in Jesus. This is something that we're experiencing a little bit uh, now because people lose their job because they refuse to take uh, a shot uh, uh, or they refuse to bake a cake. We're seeing the the persecution of believers uh, uh, ramped up and that affecting their ability to feed themselves. So Jesus is saying that's how it's going to be just prior to his return. And remember, he he rewards those who actually take care of 
his believers during this time by feeding them, giving them something to drink, clothing them, seeing them, and visiting them in prison. Those who are loving on his believers, he he rewards, and those who do not do that, he condemns. So we know this is the final exam stuff, so you want to really focus in. Um, Now, there's an alternative response to being wise and faithful like Joseph and preparing to make sure you have something to share with people. And that doesn't just mean physically, but also spiritually. You want to be able to share with them what God is doing. Uh, You want to be able to share with them uh, his return. You want to know that stuff because the wicked servant doesn't no, and that's one of the reasons why he's condemned is he he's unaware of the timing of Jesus's return. And it, this is what Jesus goes on to say in verse 48 of chapter 24 in the book of Matthew. He says, but if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and he will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, you don't want to be that guy. He gets his eschatology wrong. The timing of Jesus' return, he specifically thinks Jesus isn't coming. He's delayed. He's taking a way long time, and he hasn't come yet. Maybe he was convinced that a pre-tribulation rapture is going is supposed to occur, and he's still convinced of that. And because he hasn't seen it, he assumes he's not in the end times, and that this is not the mark of the beast, and that he can take it and still be able to buy or sell and eat and drink with the sinners. <clears throat> That's a, a likely possibility there. It's it's uh, very concerning that because he did not get into the end times, the study of it, because he does not know uh, the signs of the times and has not been paying attention um, and has gotten bad teaching, perhaps he's been deceived, he makes uh, decisions that wind up sending him to hell. He's put in a place with the hypocrites. Very strong wording from Jesus, very sobering for us as believers to make sure that we, uh, a warning to make sure that we are focused on what Jesus said about his return, regardless of our denomination, regardless of what our pastor teaches, regardless of what our favorite author on the end times teaches, but regardless of what we want to hear, that we're actually sober-minded and realize that we may have to go through some things before Jesus returns and that we need to keep awake and to be sober-minded and that that might cost us the ability to literally feed ourselves. Very, very sober stuff. Uh, But that scene, that wicked and lazy servant, that's another future scene for another time. Hey, I'm Marquis Laughlin, so be sure to visit lastdaysovercomers.org. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, last day overcomer, lastdaysovercomer.org uh, to get more information or to get more episodes, and you can get our free ebook, 10 Reasons We Believe We Are in the Last Days. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 